Welcome to the Mike Abadir Show. You'll want to sit tight this hour as host Mike Abadir and co-host Gino Bacola talk to the experts, celebrities, and figures from the worlds of sports and business of sports. We cover the NFL, baseball, basketball, soccer, and horse racing, so we have all of the bases covered. Now, we just need your participation. Here is your host, Mike Abadir. August 27, 2020, this is Gino Bacola, your co-host on the Mike Abadir Show. Next to me, like always, the main man, Mike Abadir. And Mike, uh, we are coming off of another week unlike we've ever seen before in the world of sports in another year unlike we've ever seen before, really in the world, not even in the world of sports. And it's, it's strange because I think a lot of people, and this is how I was for a, a lot of my life, you tune into sports, you watch sports to kind of escape, not have to worry about all the, the real world stuff, all the politics, everything going on. It's your, it's your entertainment. It's your way to get away. And what's been happening over the last couple of years now with everything going on in the world and how that has crossed over into sports, we really can't do that anymore. It's very hard to have a discussion about one with at least having sort of a discussion about the other. Exactly right. So good starting point, Gino. How do you feel personally? You know, uh, forget the PC talk, forget any. Any restrictions on how you feel? And I know you're a diplomatic person, but you also give it very real. How do you feel about last night's game cancellations? You know, you wake up, you decide, you know what, today I'm not going to work. I'm not, or I'm going to work, but I'm not going to work. How do you feel about that personally? I am actually pretty damn proud of what I saw from a lot of athletes yesterday. Now, um, I th- there will be a lot of responses to this, and I know a lot of people feel differently. The way I look at it is they have their right to do what they want. They are on a platform unlike what we have and unlike what a regular person has. And I'm saying a regular person because the professional athletes we're talking about right now, Mike, they're not regular. They're in the top. of their job. It's not just saying they play a sport, whatever they did. So the people that are the the smartest people in every industry, they make billions of dollars. I don't know why people want to crap on athletes because they make millions. It's really funny. If you're the best at what you do, if you're the best doctor in the world, you make millions and millions of dollars. If you're the best at anything, you make millions and millions of dollars. So I don't understand the whole Oh, these athletes make millions. That, that, that's one thing that, that bothers me from what the fans want to say. I looked at the I looked at last night or yesterday. I saw the Milwaukee Bucks make a big statement. And then minutes after protesting the game, the Milwaukee Bucks in their locker room were on a conference call with the attorney general of Milwaukee and some congressmen trying to get things done immediately. Not just cheap talk. They were instantly on the phone with people who could make things happen, trying to get stuff done. And then we saw, hey man, I've gotten into a lot of fights with Clipper fans over this year because they've kind of come out of nowhere and they think they're hot stuff and we go back and forth. I was never prouder to be a fan of the Lakers and the Clippers and the Bucks last night when I found out the Lakers and the Clippers were a couple of the first teams that, that decided, you know what, we need to make a statement here. And do I agree with everything going on on each side? Absolutely not. I don't think you can. One thing I do agree with is there are people 
that are my friends. There are people that I look up to. There are people that I've watched that are hurting. They're begging and they're crying out for help. And I want to listen to what they have to say. And if the whole world was talking about everybody boycotting sports last night. This was covered on CNN, Fox, all mainstream news sources, everywhere you look. This wasn't just a sports story. So I, change needs to be made. Things need to be done. It's, it's hard to put your finger on exactly what, but there was definitely, uh, there were definitely eyebrows raised and people noticed yesterday. Is that going to be for the good? Is it going to be for the bad? But a statement was made. Yeah, can't, that I think everybody will agree on. is It was an attention-grabbing day in U.S. history, really. I, I think, see, for me, I've got a lot of conflicting thoughts because I don't think there's many people that don't want to see racism eliminated. I think that's a good starting point. Everybody could agree on that outside of, you know, one uh, percent. If, not, if, not if you looked at my Facebook page over the last two days, you would. N- I would completely disagree with you. And I'm not talking. I'm talking about people that are legitimate. I'm talking about people that are you look at and that are supposed to be upstanding citizens. I'm not talking about crazies. I'm talking about there's stuff going out on out there right now that is not normal. Not there's like waves of underground stuff. I mean, just an example. I know we're getting political. Immediately, there became this anti-movement that the kid who went and shot the protesters yesterday should be praised. And I got videos of people trying to manipulate video on my Facebook page to show me that this kid should be a hero because he was just defending himself. You know, there's sick stuff like that going on. And and I'm, I'm not kidding. I probably had to block 100 people over the last few days because everything I post, if I post something about football or basketball – Immediately, people will come in and say, I'm so sick of this Black Lives Matter or this or that. And then I can click one click on their profile and see a bunch of really hateful stuff. But you see, and, I don't I don't view like if somebody is not into. Let me step back. There's there's a lot of confusion about Black Lives Matter. Right, because there's an organization called Black Lives Matter. And what's been discovered about this organization is that they've been funneling money to the Democratic Party. So it really looks just like a political but nobody's arm saying, but, of, but, but the, here, of the – but every, I think everybody agrees that every black life matters. I don't think you I, – I don't, I don't agree with that. Not, I, not I, a I lot really of the people think that, that I've the case. seen. The people well, that here's I've the seen thing. don't. It, but I, what don't, I'm trying to say is scary. a lot of what you're seeing, to me, I think there's, there's a different – reason than that they're racist okay because what you're saying would be accurate if there was agreement on the incidents that happened sunday night but they are there right? are but the see that what ends up happening is you end up hearing that i don't care what somebody did ever you no matter what you don't get shot seven times in the back period number one so you can well, hold, hold on hold on a second here if and we're probably going to like try to try to uh, uh, be, create recreate a courtroom setting as to what what ended up happening, but in my mind, when you reach down, when police are telling you to stop, you've struck, you've had a physical altercation with the police, you're still not stopping. They tell you to drop a knife, whether he had one in hand or not. They said that, and then you and then they still said are that, that, well, see what's funny? that got changed now. He had one in the car. 
So correct. Now, I was just going to say that. See, but that, that's the, the case, problem with all this stuff is that well, hold, Gina, hold on, let me jump let me, into it before we know the story at all. Like we okay, can't be talking about what happens until we know the due process. So when somebody uh, gets let, shot, let me just get this thought in, you know, because I let you uh, kind of lay that out and you laid it out well. But it doesn't matter if it was a paper gun, a real gun. Once you reach into a car and you're evading arrest, you automatically there automatically becomes a presumption that you are going to hurt the public at large or the police. So one so when shot they say to the seven, back of so the leg. They say, so when they say three one bullets, to the back of the four, leg. four shots, nine shots, 12 shots, to me, that's that's a distraction. It doesn't matter how many. Once you reach I, I asked in my there, uncle who's a, you who's become, a police officer, and he completely disagrees. He gave me the checklist of what they're supposed to do. The last thing you do after you've gone through everything else is fire your weapon. The last, there's 15 things you're supposed to do. And then and then when you fire it- And you, you don't think it. that happened when they were away no, from the No, they didn't. They, they didn't go through all of the things. They, there was no way. They, there wasn't enough time for it to happen. Hold they on, didn't get the baton no out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out, time out. Let's just say the guy's got a uh, rapid firing machine gun sitting on his seat when he goes into the car. Well, he didn't. And you're, he didn't. And you're, you hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And you're and you're the did. police officer, and you're the police officer. Would you w most likely you die if you don't take action? And he's got a gun. He turns around and shoots you. So we have to be cognizant of the police position, making these quick decisions after sure, they've already I don't had a, a physical altercation. It's like a doctor. I don't want to be a doctor either because it's split decision and it could be somebody's life. If you make the wrong call as a doctor, exactly. somebody could be dead. And so that's a position is, that's this is my point is that each of us is not a racist, but we could be on other sides of seeing it a little bit differently, giving a little bit of a different benefit of the doubt. And then on top but, of but, it, you throw into I, the mix. You, you can't, when, once there's no benefit for shooting out, somebody seven times in the back. There's no benefit of the doubt for that ever. Well, I, there ever. wasn't seven bullets in him. So I don't know if they're shitty shots or what the story was with the seven. With his kids right next to him. Once again. Kids are in there. Kids are upstairs. Kids are wherever. If you feel like you're going to get shot and you have to defend yourself, you're going to do something. This is this right here is is a major problem because you and I are two pretty, I think, pretty level headed, sane people. And we could be cops and we would do completely different things. There needs to Bingo. be a better, stricter training regiment and rules that everybody's following. We all need to be on the same page because I can't be offended by this. The same thing that you don't think is a big deal. <laughs> it's like, cause, cause I, I mean, that scares me to think that what if the, we don't know anything about this though. We know that what we hear and I have a hard time, I have a hard time after the fact when stories get tweaked, when the information gets tweaked, that's why you have to let everything go out, man. That's why what's, what, what's great about this country. It's due process. Everybody gets a, a fair trial, but that's Everybody not what's happening though, shot. is there? Right. When, when you go try to take justice into your own hands, that's not letting the court play out right and i think these people are responding to that so when you're seeing a lot of the posts i think it's just a reaction to what you just said which is hey there's a, there's a, a process that is going to go down but you're ruining communities and destroying businesses and lives are being lost and all that kind of stuff let me read you a tweet this is from a uh, a, a black woman here in la her name is she goes by la tiffany one that's a tiffany with an i then she says LeBron James and the NBA unanimously 
yet stupidly held a boycott for a black man who raped a 15-year-old girl and cheered on violent rioters who burned black businesses down to the ground. But they didn't. They didn't. Nobody was holding it for the guy. They were holding it for what happened to any guy, any human being. If that happened to a dog that bit someone on the ground, people would go crazy. You just don't kill people. Because okay, there was, so, they, they got rid of the death penalty in Wisconsin like 100 years ago. So that that's so. first of all, even if the guy was thrown in jail for the rest of his life, he wouldn't get the death penalty. For yeah, anything. well, he, he hasn't died, so let's, let's be accurate about well, no, that. But he I'm has, saying – He has not passed away. He was shot. I, I'm reading this opinion for this reason, which is there is even disagreement within the black community as to how they feel about this issue. So, of course, there's going to be disagreement amongst others about how they feel about this very same issue. But, and but to me, the I disagreement think that's is, is people that don't understand. Nobody ah, is saying so. Blake is a great guy. We love this Blake guy. They're saying he's a criminal. He should have been thrown in jail. You could have tried him, thrown him in jail, and locked, away, locked him up and thrown away the key. But he doesn't deserve to be shot over and over. Nobody does. No matter what. And that's why it's such a, a crazy – like as a police officer, when you have that job, it is so much more than anything else because you have the keys to to everything, to the whole world, to society, to be able to make decisions, to be able to say things that people said that they didn't, to be able to say people acted a way that they didn't. I'm just – Do you remember when they were saying um, after – before George Floyd, whichever incident, and there's so many, unfortunately. The one right before George Floyd, do you remember when people were saying, if you're going to shoot, don't shoot to kill. Shoot, but just don't shoot to kill. So now we get to a stage, well, if you're going to shoot not to kill, you're probably going to have to fire off a few more bullets to subdue. No, so you shoot somebody in the leg w- once Which or twice. Which is pretty much what happened. Leg seven in the times back in the back right? is not the leg, though, Mike. Come on, you, you can't play these word but games. But there were not seven bullets in the back there were seven shots at one guy who is that we don't know how many have landed right and we don't know this exactly is the kind where of stuff i'm land. talking about and it's it frustrates me because people on on there's not a right and a wrong there, to, there there's there's two sides to almost everything right when we you like the lakers i like the clippers in a game you know what i mean in a race you like the five i like the four when it's right and wrong there's one side it's right. It's what's right. The other side well, that's is what's right just to people, you. No, no, no. But it's just people telling themselves why they're not wrong. No, it's, that's it's not making true. it okay. Look, shooting to kill is the heart or the head. Anywhere else is fair game. That's what shoot to kill is, and that's what shoot to kill isn't. So I, I, I don't think that it's fair for you to say that your position is right or your position. You were on the right track when you said there's two sides to everything and, except and, for and this. Here's the like thing. in every Mike, has, is it, so many of these incidents, by the way. People so you ended up backing you think off. LeBron is just a pull a bullshit piece of crap guy. Everything that the, the players did is for nothing, and it was all BS. These guys who like this could be it for LeBron. He's thirty five. He could never win a title again. He's got as great of a chance right now as ever. Is he being selfish, or is he doing something that he think could make a really big difference moving forward in trying to create action? I think he's. I think this is him being a very good human being. I don't think there's any doubt that he wants to do good. I don't think there's any doubt that most of these athletes want to see good things happen. They want to see their community healthy, happy, and flourishing. The question is, is this the right situation? Is this the right messenger? Is this the right type of thing that we should be focusing on? Or is this something that politicians have brainwashed us into thinking we 
should target these incidents because they evoke the most emotion. To me, I'm way more troubled, Gino, than five guys a year getting shot by the thousands and thousands of schools in crappy neighborhoods that only get teachers who aren't so chicken to go in that, that neighborhood. They don't get good teachers. They get half-assed teachers. I'm way more offended about that and how that's been going on for 50 years. We wouldn't get to these situations if we fixed some of the other things. So we've lost sight completely. We've totally bought into the politicians' Kool-Aid and are going over, I going don't, after for, things for the that record, aren't going to really help in the long run. Like I just registered to vote for the first time a couple days ago. I've never voted. I've never okay. been any interested in any politics. So when anybody tells me it's funny, I've had people tell me I'm a liberal Democrat, this and that, the last few days, and I laughed. I'm, I'm, my family has been Republican forever. So for somebody to tell me you know, what politics I I am or who I follow politically is just hilarious because I've never followed anyone. And I think it's pretty, I I think it's funny when I hear that quite often, just because I'm opposing evil. (laughs) Evil is what's going on in the world right now. Well, I don't know what context it came up when when you were saying that, but I'm talking about as a society, getting roped into these issues. It started, it's at the top. Why are we getting roped into issues that have, large-scale implication. Like I said, I'm way more offended that black kids go to way shittier schools than any of the schools in Beverly Hills. Hills. That's more offensive than people getting pulled over and beaten for nothing or like uh, like racially profiled unfairly. I mean, I've never been pulled over in a car for no reason and had somebody tell me, you know what, get out of the car and treat me unfairly. I have, and I'm a rich white guy. But let's let's be let's be very honest about it. That happened to me multiple times. I've got plenty of witnesses. But I was not doing the right things, let's just say. Once and, and- I stopped putting myself in a situation where that could happen, it's really only happened once ever since then. And the cop was it was obvious what he was. And this was in Long Beach. And he gave me a bunch of excuses. And that's one too many. And, you know and, what I mean? And, and it was really frustrating, but I, I, I moved on from it. That's just life. It, it happens, unfortunately. But once again, if I didn't have, let's just say this, uh, Gino, because I know we got to go to commercial. If I didn't have things going for me and I was still like a high school screw up and didn't grow up, I'd probably be still, you know, getting pulled over, maybe dead that's and i didn't very go unfair to it, say that that's the only person in, that gets pulled over though because because that's not that? i mean that's that's kind of unfair to say that that's no, the only not, type of person that i'm gets not pulled saying over. that i'm saying that's when i got pulled over I'm not talking about others right because i'm and sure people it that sucks that drive, it sucks when you moved on and you got everything together because man i had screw-ups in my life too and then you you grow up a little bit and you've got yourself an awesome job and you're like a very respected person and you have a great education and you've done a lot. So if that happens to you one time after that, that's pretty screwed up. Even the Absolutely. one time that it did. And that's Absolutely. one time too many. Absolutely. But you know what? We're not going to eradicate racism entirely from this world. But what we need to do is, you know, like the saying, like, you know, tackle, you know, uh, don't sweat the small stuff. Go after the, the big fish. Don't deal with the little issues. I'm not saying the, these are little issues, but there this are bigger is the biggest issues issue in the world. Run. This is I the disagree. biggest issue in the world. I disagree. How, how, the, how we all get along with each other 
the person next to us. Mike, back I'm telling policing. you, We're talking I would about love, I'm going to ask you to look at my Facebook today when we get off this episode. You're going to see hundreds of people out of the 5,000 that follow me that are all people that own horses, that train horses, that are people respected with good jobs. And they have like anarchy, hate stuff. And when I just posted about the NBA, they came on and they're they're the ones that are saying, screw these athletes who don't deserve the money. They've never earned it. They don't deserve to be where they are over and over. And then you click on their, you you see what they are. It's it's the same. It's the same message coming from everyone on one specific side. That's what's very scary. No, it's It's, not the same message uh, from one specific side. Those that specific side happens to be of one platform, but not everybody feels like that. And here's the thing. Most of the people that responded to them, did they educate them? Or do they call them a racist and call I, them other stuff and went I, back and I forth? educate every one of them, and you know what they say? They, they go to the next thing. They've got like five talking points. No, we've, we've discussed this. Nobody wants to hear from the other side, period. Right now is the most divisive it's ever been. Nobody is saying, you know what, I'm going to listen. That's the only thing I'm trying to do right now, and I'm not trying to be holier than thou. I just know... I'm in a weird place because I'm a I'm a white guy who's had a very privileged life growing up. I don't understand the stuff that a lot of these people have dealt with. I don't understand the racism. I don't understand a lot of it because I haven't dealt with it. I'm trying to understand by listening. And when I see guys that have worked their entire life to get to a point in the Major League Baseball or in the NBA and they're in the playoff and they talk amongst themselves and think this is so important that we could possibly shut down the whole season because we need to change the world. The world needs change. That, that's a big deal. We, we've never seen this in our lifetime. Now, twice in, in one calendar year, sports have been shut down. If I would have told you two days ago or a week ago, oh, hey, Mike, there was no basketball games or no football or no baseball games or a bunch of them got canceled, we would have all assumed it was because the virus and there was another breakout. Not another thing like this in the same year. This is like scary movie stuff. Heavy topic here, obviously, guys. We will... Take a quick commercial timeout and resume the conversation. Stay with us. We will be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com
This is the Mike Abadir Show. If you want to call in today, we can be reached at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Mike at the themikeabadirshow.com. Now, back to this week's program. Back here on the Mike Abadir Show, talking everything going on in the real world and how it interacts with sports. And we'll get back there, too, because I know you have a sort of a statement you wanted to, uh, to read yeah, and give, give your do. opinion on that. Um, it, but I guess before before we get to, to back to, to some of that, just uh, to sort of change the subject for just a little bit of a second so we can mix things up. We, we were talking a lot about football because, Mike, football is two weeks away from today. The first football game of the year. Unbelievable. It, it is crazy. So we're going to have that first Thursday night game. And this will be the third year now that we're going to have fantasy football leagues for the Mike Abadir show. Two years ago, we had one. Last year, we expanded it to two different leagues. And this year, we may even be expanding it to a third league. So if you're out there, you are interested, you want to play in a fantasy football league, hit us up on social media. You know where we are, Mike Abadir, Gina Bacola on Twitter. And um, find us on there. Find us on Facebook. Anywhere you are, anywhere you you can find us. Let us know if you want to. If you want to get in, it'll be a hundred dollar entry to play, and it'll just be super basic, you know, um, eh, like PPR. And we'll end up doing the draft a day or two before the season starts, and we will actually have a contest or two in the week leading up that we will offer one or two free entry fees. And, and Mike, you even had a really cool idea that since we're going to probably have three leagues or at least multiple leagues having sort of a uh, a a final championship league going on in the playoffs, like a champion of champions. I always yeah. like that that, uh, yeah. that that race name, Los Alamitos Champion of Champions. Yeah, because you know when when you look at it, fantasy football in particular has to end a couple of weeks early because of teams. Usually, oh the best teams. You know, they want to stay healthy. So they sit their best players oftentimes in the NFL for weeks 16 and 17. So you can't do the playoffs at that point in time. So you end up doing them. It's kind of funky, right? Like what? What is it? Weeks 13, 14, 15 or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So we, I was thinking about it and I was like, well, then it's over. And then you still have more football. You have two more weeks of the regular season. And you got another month of NFL playoffs. Let's make use of it. Let's take the champion. So if we end up having three leagues. Let's have the champion of each of those three leagues go at it for a true champion of champions. Maybe we could expand it out. Take yeah, I think we'll probably use like the top two the maybe high, in each league, yeah. and then like maybe another highest score. Highest we can we can make order, it a wild card order. and get yeah, either six exactly. to eight in there maybe. But yeah, it'll be another final tournament with more money up for grabs too. So it'll be a lot of money you could win. And uh, if you're someone who you know wants to play, now we also talked about it too, Mike, with everything going on. There could be a very a, a, a likelihood that you know one team gets the virus and then maybe they have to miss a game or maybe three weeks into the season something has to happen. It wouldn't be absurd if we didn't get a full season. So we'll have some contingency plans where maybe if they hit a certain part of the season, we can prorate things and pay to a certain you know whoever was in in first and second in the leagues. And if they if they don't, we can get to we can re, do a refund, but. We'll, we're all going to be in the same boat, and it'll be something that we've all agreed on and been able to vote on before we do the draft. Yeah, like if, if we get to like week three or something, you know, it's gonna, we'll just give everybody the money back. If we get to maybe, I don't know, we'll say kind of like a minimum number if you get through week 10 or whatever. We'll figure out something that's fair and that everybody agrees upon uh, and one that makes the most sense. So 
Good stuff there. We'll be tweeting out about that information. I know that Gino is much more active on Facebook because I am inactive on Facebook, and he'll be sending that out on information as well. You can always hit us up, tweet us. You guys know how to get a hold of us. So during the break, Gino made a very, very key statement, which is this is not a black and white issue. And I'm not talking about the expression, like it's not black and white. No, I'm talking like it's not whites versus blacks because a lot of black people have different viewpoints they're on both sides of the fence on these some of these issues and white could the not, white community and the white people could not feel more opposite more opposite, on these exactly things. right so i am going to take a quick minute before i read a, a statement that i uh, that i've really put a lot of thought into i've gotten a couple of people asking me straight up in as polite way as they can as they can i'm paraphrasing here we see that you've got darker skin. You're not exactly sure what you are. What are you, Mike? <laughs> so that's kind of what's been asked, asked of me. So, Gino, if you moved to Australia and somebody asked what you were, what would you say? You'd say, I'm American, most probably, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but really, if you dig deeper down, you're Italian. Italian. You're Italian descent, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So similarly, uh, I use that as the analogy. So I live in the United States, born and raised here. I've got ancestry parents that immigrated here from Egypt. Now, interestingly enough, on one side of my family, my family is from, I'm sure many have heard, because there's a lot of people in the black community that use this term a lot, Nubian, Nubia. Nubia is a black state in Egypt. So, in Egypt is in Africa. But I've never gone by African-American I've always gone by, I'm American. Or when people say, oh, well, where are you from? I say, from Egypt. But really, I guess you could say I'm African-American. I guess you could say I'm black, Egyptian. I've always fit into every community that I've been in. You know, I fit in with, with white community just as perfectly as I have the black community, just as perfectly as I went to school with in Modesto. You got cowboys and you got gangbangers all in the same high school. It's kind of funny. So that's a little bit more about what I am. And some people have a lot of pride of what they are. I'm proud of the fact that I could be anything and I feel welcomed by everybody. And that's what I love the most. So that's a little bit about myself. Now, with that said, I put a lot of thought into this, Gino, because what I don't want to see happen is that even if you and I disagree on the specifics of the incident that happened in of itself, we both want to see change, right? So seven bullets, five bullets, he should have shot, he shouldn't have shot. Yeah, okay. And maybe you're right about all those things. Maybe I'm wrong. But either way, we both want to see change. We, want to, we don't want to see racism. We don't want to see people that are judged based on the color of their skin. So it's with that goal in mind and that I want to see change that I came up with this statement. So here it goes. I'd like to share my thoughts, not because I'm in the sports industry, not because I do a radio show, but out of love and respect for all of my brothers and sisters out there who are in pain. Unless you have been in someone's shoes, it's too easy to type out a few words and tweet it out where you're ripping pro athletes for these game protests. After an opinionated moment, most will hit send, they quickly set the issue aside to move on to another subject. But for many, due to their skin color, moving on just isn't a possibility. 
most people in that situation just can't keep moving because of their daily reality. What makes this the greatest society is that we are always striving to improve at all levels. Racial equality is a major area that needs to improve, and the time is now to do it. I don't like using generic buzzwords because they get diluted when repeated regularly. Instead, I prefer to share actual descriptions so that people can understand the issues that need improvement and to work together in order to promulgate change. Policing is very difficult, and I appreciate all those who put their lives on the line to keep us safe each and every day. I believe, like most people, that bad cops are the exception. Unfortunately, they're the ones that make headlines when they get caught reacting in a hateful manner. But many times it's just sloppy policing or a reckless indifference to human life, too often, though, directed towards minorities. But this is overlooked. The public needs to recognize that even those actions that don't result in death have a major impact on somebody's life, whether it be emotional stress resulting in insecurity due to being treated like an inferior or whether they're real-world ramifications affecting one's ability to get a job. This undoubtedly takes a mental toll. This, obviously, all must change. But there's a deeper structural issue well beyond bad policing. Fixing all the police issues will only do so much. It's the non-headline grabbers that really concern me. We can do better, and we can be greater. Athletes have historically played a pivotal role in bringing attention to the issues. Now is the time to take the next step. I pray for the day that minority communities are given proper resources that have been promised by politicians for 50-plus years and never delivered. Resources? Resources for what? Education. Quality teachers. Not the few fearless ones willing to work in tough neighborhoods, but the best of the best. Prep school quality. Minority communities deserve this. University feeders are needed. An abundance of trade schools are needed. A successful jail-to-workplace program is needed. Just sentencing is needed. Does anyone debate whether all these things will make America even greater? If you don't agree with the protest methods, rather than complaining about the rich athletes, quote-unquote, and their decision to postpone games, go ahead and complain about the injustices that still exist in this country. The greatest civilization of all time, right? These United States of America. On the other hand, if that many people don't understand the reason for a protest, let's make it a teachable moment rather than point the finger and use using divisive adjectives towards them. I'm hopeful that from all of this, a new leader emerges because we desperately need one. One who's respected by many and acknowledged by all sides of the pl political spectrum, capable of laying out what is needed while also setting forth the steps to achieve it. One who notably represents the minority community. We have more support for change than ever before. This is the time, and it has to include everyone. God bless these United States of America. Yeah, I mean, there, there's not a whole. I, I, there's not. I don't know what you can really disagree with a, a, a whole lot in there. I mean, it was it was very well said. You obviously put a, a whole lot of, of thought into that, and it was. There are there are steps. The the only, I guess the only. I mean, it was it was very very well done, and I think it, it touched on many of the things and and many of the issues. And you hit on the point. It's not one issue, right? And I think some people are kind of taking it the wrong way because it seems like there's one issue being championed right here. I just look at it in the same way that you in that there are so many issues that we have to attack. At least we're trying to do one at a time. At least we're trying to go after one because there are times where people don't do anything and don't go after any of them. 
So at least right now it feels like there's one thing, but I completely agree in that there are so many other layers to it where other issues from the ground floor up could help, could help from the very beginning. In the, you mentioned schools a lot, which is a very big deal, and education a lot, which is a very big deal. Opportunity is something that is, is in with all of that that you mentioned. You know, the opportunity to just be treated fairly and not have to worry about walking down into a job interview, like you said, or going to get a house, you know, or and having to pay more than the person next to you. There, you touched on so many things, and I I agree with everything. Every single one of them. My my only thing is just I'm glad that people are trying to to tackle one or a couple big issues right now versus not tackling anything. And hopefully by tackling these few, it'll open the floodgates to get all of those other things, which are very re- related, right? Like almost everything you said is related. It's just like different levels of it all the way down the the, the list, like di- different sections of how the racism or the the, the evil or just the mean out there right? this isn't always this isn't all race stuff like you said this is a lot of political party stuff this is a liberal versus conservative a republican versus democrat it's not just black versus white here either which has gotten scarier to be honest yeah and that's what that's kind of why sometimes i just kind of sit back and i say you know are, are these kind of like imperfect messengers that we're dealing with and what i'm trying to say with that is I, I've always found it to be more impactful when I see, like, I'm seeing uh, a tweet that went out earlier about Brendan Marshall getting harassed going into his own place. You know, I think secu- the neighborhood watch or whatever sends the security over because they see the, you know, tall black guy with braids or whatever, you know, and, and he, you know, you don't belong here, boy, you know, that kind of mentality. And they're hassling the guy. Obviously, it's just because of skin color. To me, this is somebody who's done zero wrong. Mm-hmm. I like those kind of situations better. Because it doesn't give the racists an opportunity. I understand. To pick on something. I understand what you're saying. Like it's and 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 it's it's hard, right? Because when those situations present themselves, I think they're sort of championed, but they don't. You know, there's more where somebody did something wrong, but but still probably not enough wrong to get treated the way they did. There, that that's where we get a lot of situations in this country where things go off the the rails, right? Yeah, because it's just, just too high just for like somebody said, to be like. You know, oh, it doesn't matter who you are. Old or he's you're in a, you're in a situation whatever. where you did something wrong. You stole a piece of gum, but you get thrown. You know what I mean? You did yes. something, but you but the what ends up happening afterwards is not the punishment that fits the crime. And that that to me is the one of the biggest issues. And I I don't think I have never once said that anyone who's done something wrong and in, in these issues was evading police or anything like that was in the right ever. My whole thing was, I just don't think they deserve to get what they got. I would like to see it play out in our country that has always been a great due process trial country. You know, freedom, and that that's what a lot of people came to this country for and believed in. And now we're getting this weird, like everybody, it's funny, everybody can say a word, Mike, and it means it has a different definition to them. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. freedom, freedom. Oh, yeah. Or like liberty, or like whatever those things mean, and it'll mean something completely different to you, to me, to the like the the everybody down the street, which is which is kind of again weird, good, bad. But I, I just looking around and know we're getting ready for our, our our final break before we come back. I just things have changed a little bit for me in the last nine months now because I have a son. I kind of look at the world a little bit differently than I did 
two years ago where it was just me. And, and now I'm like you are. I'm looking to someone out there who is going to be the one or a few or some of the people that can help unite. Because even the people that we're looking to right now, they are continuing to divide on both sides. And, right. and, and, and so that is what I just want. I'm trying to listen because I'm, I, we got to find someone or something out there, some common ground to get people to all start respecting each other a little bit more because this is a bad time for that right now. We've even talked about it in the last few months before a lot of this stuff in just a sports sense, right? Like how many debates do you have with someone where it's like back and forth and, and you can just tell that the other person is not listening to what you're saying, period. And it, it used to not be that way as much. There, used there to are be- very few people that I could have the type of conversations that I have with you or the one that we just had on the air and you're still like friends afterwards and you mm-hmm. see eye to eye. At the end of the day, like I said, the most important thing is that we want the same results. Yep. And I know you kind of have uh, – you're disappointed. Yep. Maybe it's just optimist in me. I'm just hopeful that those people that you're talking about aren't racist. Me Maybe too. I'm a naive. Maybe I'm deeply naive. But I'm hopeful and, and that at the end of the day, are... they don't want racism. They're just unhappy about somebody who's not saying yes, sir, and, and, and no, ma'am, to a cop. And, Maybe and, I'm and, wrong about that. And, 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 I hope, and I hope that's the case. And, I, and, and, and But, you know, it's just there are it, – it's just it's, – it's, it's scary with the with so much. It's just like I said. It's it's sad because in one year I'm I'm 33, and in my lifetime, the only time there have ever been any and and again they were just talking about sports here, so nothing else. But the only time there have ever been any sporting events canceled were because of weather delays or because of 9/11, and that was five days, maybe. Yeah, and then they they ended up playing at the end of the week. I mean. It, that was it. This kind of stuff happened in the 50s and 60s a little bit more where there were, you know, a lot more race stuff going on, wars, riots. There was a lot of just world war in general where you would see sports having to to take breaks or, or you know, end a season early or this or that. But in the same year, I think it just it's a sign to just say that things are not good. No matter, And just like you said, no matter who you are, no matter what side are you on. If you can look around right now and think that things are good in our country, I think you're probably you're probably lying to yourself. It doesn't matter what side you believe in and what you stand and who you follow. If you look around and this is the way you want things to be, it makes me feel sad. This is the worst climate I've ever lived in. Me, ever. It's not close. And as, op- as much of an optimist as I am, I, uh, I'm, I'm really concerned really concerned for the future Gino let's uh let's talk about the immediate future and talk about how all of this is gonna affect these uh resumption of the playoff series as in basketball and all other sports stay with us we're gonna take a really quick time out and be back to talk sports Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com This is the Mike Abadir Show. If you want to call in today, we can be reached at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Mike at the com. Now, back to this week's program. Back here, closing things out on the Mike Abadir Show. And as we get set for the uh, final segment, we're going to talk a little bit about the NBA because they were the ones who really started all this boycott in the middle of their playoff round. And just one thing I will I will say to, to people about the NBA out there, because I've seen a lot of people upset with NBA, you know, close boycotting and and maybe you don't like all of the political stuff they're doing in milling and black lives matter on the court and the jersey stuff in here and there the only thing i will say is that just remember like we were saying this country is all we you you who are giving your opinion on that are giving your opinion so you can let them also do something similar that's all i will say is just try to give the person next to you or the one that you're looking at as much respect as you want to be given in just letting your voice be heard and let their voice be heard too. As long as it's nothing negative and as long as it's nothing bad and it's just for like what we've been talking about here, if it's for the betterment of humankind and it's for, you know, good messages, I'm all for that. And and I, the, the what's been cool, Mike, is that the, the level of play in this bubble has been awesome. It has been very, very good. It wasn't like they came back and everybody was out of shape and they needed a few weeks or a month to get back into it. These teams, you could tell, th- these guys weren't having much to do when they were quarantined. They were in shape, and they all came out firing. And and so now we're going to pick things back up. And after a little bit of a lull, it looks like both of the L.A. teams are are probably going to be moving on to the second round. With the Lakers up 3-1, to one, Damian Lillard has left the bubble with an injury. He's done for the year. And now the Clippers are up three games to two, and the Clippers have an opportunity to close things out. And they looked like they were kind of starting to figure things out as a team because they weren't really together very much. So, you know, between those two and Milwaukee, those teams were the three favorites. None of them really looked good their first few playoff games. No, and I think when we're talking about, you know, maybe uh, getting close to some of these series closeouts, the thing that I wonder is there were some... 
unanimity, unanimity, unan- I always have a tough time with that word. It was <laughs> unanimous within some locker rooms about what to do. But what about the ones that were not? And That's I a great point. I, Very interesting. Yeah, and I, I, I thought I read somewhere. You could probably correct me, Gino, because you're much more tuned into the NBA than I am. I thought I said something that it said suggested that Doc Rivers kind of preferred that they continue on playing. It was so, very split. Yeah, even between players on their own teams and coaches on their own teams like that. Yeah. So what? What? I wonder what how that's going to impact this. Yeah, and I, I think someone like Doc is. I don't think that would. He's veteran, and they're veteran enough to that not be something. I think that would bother. I think he was probably giving his. Hey, you know what? Continuing on to play will will probably help get our message across we can we can talk and and say everything we want every time we have the floor after each game you know we can continue to yeah because what are they going to do from home during uh well well, everybody's still kind of locked down a little bit yeah you you have even more of a platform but so what happened yesterday in it or in the few days that they're not going to play in let it it's not nothing but it's not it doesn't mean as much if if things don't happen from it and i think that was the point you were getting at Yes. And a lot of people want want gotten to. So, yeah, it's it's hard because immediately they can't just snap their fingers and things happen. But if this is if this is a catalyst to where yeah they were able to get on the phone with the attorney general from Milwaukee and a couple of the congressmen from Milwaukee, and if we're going to get a bill or something passed or some things tweaked pretty soon, I mean that that's that's kind of exactly what they were shooting for. So it's you know we'll see what happens. I'm I'm very curious about people's mental makeup right now. You know, we saw it with Paul George and, and mental makeup, being in the bubble, being away from your family and all that for a while. And then now with everything else going on. And George was having issues before this mm-hmm. incident mm-hmm. Uh, the other day. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and, I mean, that's, great. that's a great point. You know, like it, it, it and, and, and kind of on the opposite side, like we talked about it a, a while ago for some of these guys, it was actually a refreshing change of pace for someone like LeBron to be able to walk around and not get mugged all the time not have a billion people asking him for an autograph. He could just walk around a campus like a, like a normal person or James Harden or all those big stars that anywhere you go, they're going to get people are going to be lining up to get their autograph or to yell at them or to talk trash at them or to throw something at, you know, whoever, wherever side you stand. So some of these, it, they were in a good place before and now you're in a different place mentally. If this is just, um, yeah. And, and so like if a team gets down a couple of games in a series, is it over? Do they check out? Especially like we've talked about when you're not going back home. There's no travel back and forth. There's no point in a series where you have that immediate momentum change, right? And so it's been a little a little different. Like for the Lakers example, they got down one game to nothing, and it was actually beneficial for them that they didn't have to travel because they just came back and were the better team in the next three games and won. Now, do you think there was any chance – and I, be- I truly believe that LeBron James is a man of conviction. Whether you agree with the methods or whether you agree with how he says things or not, that's a different story. I think he is a man of conviction. Do you think he would have taken it all the way to forfeit a championship run? I don't I mean, think, we'll never know, but I mean, I don't. I honestly, I don't think so. I, I, I never thought so, and I don't think anybody would, any of them were going to. And I don't think we weren't going to see that in baseball either. And football teams have talked about boycotting a game or doing something already. Right now, you know, Saquon Barkley uh, was just talking about that earlier today. So, everyone, you know, some of the baseball teams that didn't get to do their form of protest yesterday, they ended up doing it today. So I think everybody just wanted to to show their support for their teammates for 
the people around them that felt hurt. I know for the Dodgers, for example, Mookie Betts came out and and gave this uh, you know huge statement. He was very very vocal in the locker room. All the players came out and supported Mookie with whatever he said. And he's he is working on something right now. They just asked him about it. He's working on some sort of um, like initiative to to help in the community and to help some of the problems that are going on. So if if guys like Mookie all over the place start to pop up because they were moved by what the NBA players did, that could be one of the, the really good pay it forward stories. And I think it has to be something like that. Otherwise, mm-hmm. the things that always concern me in these type of situations is uh, when you're kind of one of the last people to go, and for some of these baseball teams, it wasn't their fault at all because it's why the, the, the way the way that the games were scheduled, you know, the Bucks thing happened, and then others kind of followed their lead. At what point is it kind of disingenuous? Well, oh, why just, are you going? Exactly, uh, it's kind of no. you're pressured to do well. If we don't, we're going to look like we don't care about the issue. But if we do, we're going to look like we're the copycats. You're kind of in a no-win situation. It, no, it is. It 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 it's, it puts you sometimes in a hard situation. And and you know what? I think Mookie and some players we've seen even you know with things like on Hard Knocks where they've showed how some of these players have talked about what they might do to protest before and after the games and they were on zoom calls and there's some you know in, in, in every locker room some players don't feel comfortable kneeling they don't they don't what, whatever their history is and i know we only have you know a couple minutes before break uh before we break before we finish and and, uh, and we're done here but there are yeah like you said in every locker room think about a football locker room with that many players how many different belief systems or people that think different things are going to be in one locker room. Yeah, numbers alone are going to suggest that. There's a little bit of a different racial makeup, as we see in baseball, very different racial makeup. You have mm-hmm. people from all over the world, probably the most diverse sport. I know people say basketball, but I think baseball is, is even more diverse than basketball. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's very fascinating to see what's going to happen really quickly. Looks like there's um, some noise surrounding Louisville, the city of Louisville, obviously, uh, for, for obvious reasons, and the Kentucky Derby's there. Uh, any chance that you think that they don't run the race? Ah, man, I, I hope not. I don't, I, I would love, I, I don't think so. I, I, I really hope not. So I think hopefully, you know, the peaceful protest, you get your message out there. I don't, again, another thing where I don't know what that we've already said, they're not going to be fans there now with everything going on. Um, I just don't know. I, I hope not. I, you know, I don't, and hope, I don't I, see I hope CDI. That, I don't see CDI playing ball. If you know what I mean? <laughs> no, no. You know? So I, I think I, I'm, I'm hoping we'll have a, a couple guests talking about the Derby next week on this show. Definitely. So, with that said, you know, very fascinating conversation as you guys really can see. Yep. I hope if there's anything that you could take out of this is to respect each other's opinions and try to educate. We each try to do the same thing, whether it be in person or with our friends, and that's the way you make change. Talking. Talking it through, compromise, negotiating. Let's get something done, folks. Anyways, awesome talk, Gino. We'll be here same time, same place next week. Enjoy your sports weekend, everyone. Thanks for joining us this week for the Mike Abadir Show. Please tune in again next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time for another show with Mike and his co-host, Gino Bacola, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.